Hi everyone, Terry Wobrock here. Just taking a few moments before the episode begins to again share my happy, 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 happy news. Did I say happy? That all this work I've been doing on my body detoxing over the past, gosh, almost two years now, year and a half, two years, has paid off. I opened my lab reports and the mycotoxins are back in the normal range. So my message to all of you, no matter where you're listening, never give up. Be your own advocate, keep fighting, keep believing, keep searching for answers. I have done, oh, I should, I should read you the Facebook post I put out because I have done rebounding, I have lifted weights, I have done taken supplements and tried different supplements. Sometimes some would work and sometimes they wouldn't. And then I would switch up and do taking vitamins, like making sure I had vitamin D and vitamin C, switching to a holistic, whole food, organic diet, cutting out gluten, cutting out dairy, cutting out sugar, any processed foods, making sure that I was eating. I really had to stay on a low histamine diet for a really long portion of that. I'm slowly adding Uh, medium histamine foods and even some higher histamine foods back in without any reactions. My throat is no longer closing. And so, yeah, my, again, my message is I really should do a whole podcast episode just on that journey for folks. uh, So, you know, everything that I had, I had tried. (laughs) Um, But a big part of it too uh, was doing some brain rewiring with neuroplasticity and meditations and mindfulness and gratitude practice, really implementing all of the things we talk about on this show. And it's, it's paid off for this, this leg of my journey. I am hoping this is the last of it. I've been through horrific trauma throughout my first 22 years of life and uh, did the EMDR work on that. And now this physical journey which i'd never had this uh, a physical chronic health condition like like this uh, still battling the rash but it's getting better and again i'll find a solution and figure it out and uh yeah hashtag never give up so all right great episode today on healing and uh, using food for our healing journey enjoy Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and just thrilled to have with me today Chef Amber. And she is spiritually led chef, host, and author. And I told her I'm her new biggest fan for a YouTube series she has uh, called Holicious. Uh, watched episode one, and I just told her, I said, I'm going to have to go back. There was so much good stuff in there that I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. Uh, so, <laughs> welcome, Chef Amber. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, talk to us a little bit about um, really your philosophy of food. Okay. So my philosophy of food. So I believe what we put in our body matters right now today. And my mission is to make a paradigm shift in the world through food. And really, I put a lot of intention into the food that I that I make. Um, and so everything has a health benefit or there's an intention when I'm eating. And so I really feel like inspiring and educating people to help take control of their health through food is the fastest and easiest way. And my background journey of what's kind of defined my 
philosophy around food um, as I had a rock bottom health crash about 11, 12 years ago, which prompted me to open up my first restaurant, The Source Cafe. And I did that because I wanted to heal myself through food. And I really had, as a chef, I'd abused food. Um, I have like a disordered eating, eating disordered background. I speak very openly about, and I did that for decades. Finally realized, well, I can heal myself with food. Um, and so then I started to turn my life around with the healing properties of, of food and, and healing myself and others. So yeah, I'm a mission on the mission to continue to educate and inspire people to take control of their health. Yeah. I love it. And I told you before I hit record, I've been on this mold toxicity, yeah. mycotoxin poisoning recovery journey oh. and food has been so critical. I, I was very fortunate to have a nutritionist that I came across. I don't even know. I'd say by the grace of God accidentally. Yeah. And I, I truly say she saved my life because um, cleaning up my gut health and really helping me to understand how the gut uh, yeah. is so critical to our healing journey. Everything starts in the gut. <laughs> it's all about the gut. I think I have a whole episode. Episode four is all gut health um, on my cooking show, Holicious. Yeah. So, and I have three recipes that I share that um, help promote a healthy gut. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So now do you cook with organic foods? I mean, do you recommend organic, like yeah, people so, grow their own? Yeah. I mean, gosh, if I could have my own garden and grow my own, that's like step one. Or if you have the luxury of, I mean, I live in Southern California, so there's a farmer's market six days a week. So I can go establish relationships with farmers and um, support local, local farmers. Even if they're not organic, you can ask about their farming practices because sometimes the organic label is too expensive for small farms to afford. Right. So as long as they're not spraying with Roundup and pesticides, but if you're at the grocery store, I always buy organic and I know that's a luxury, but the problem is with the quality of the, of our ingredients right now in the U S it's scary. And I could do an hours and hours of episodes on, on this. And it is a luxury to eat organic. I realize that, um, obviously if you can grow your own food, but the problem is right now, the rise of glyphosate and spraying roundup and there's pesticides on our food. I mean, that causes cancer, gut leaky gut. I mean, the list is so long and, um, it's, it's scary. You know, we're allowed 175 different kind of preservatives and additives here in the U S that are, it's illegal in, in yeah. Europe. And so there's a reason that we have, we're, we're the fattest country. We're the sick, one of the sickest countries. We have one of the highest rates of heart disease and heart attacks and obesity and diabetes. There's a reason for that. Um, and it and unfortunately comes down to the quality of our quality of our food and what we're putting on our bodies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the oil, yeah. all the processed food and fast food and um, the high rise also of, of the cheap vegetable oils and PUFAs, which are polyunsaturated fats, which leads to toxicity in the body. So, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, that just kind of steered me for just a second that. Um, when you were just bringing up the oils and this is just a complete yeah. left turn because yeah. it popped in my head. Yeah. Um, well, on this episode, I was watching that you had done, you, you're a big fan of uh, avocado oil. Yes. I, I know with me, I have histamine intolerance. And so I can't right now I can't eat avocados until I'm, I'm able to do some, some healing of my, get my yeah. immune system back in check. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's another thing I want to talk to you about was you talked about uh, immunity and inflammation and yep. the power of food to help heal that. And I'm, exactly. I'm way excited to learn about that, yes. but is avocado oil. I mean, is that is, can, can someone with histamine intolerance, do you know, use that or. 
I mean, I would say if you have histamine intolerance, I wouldn't use it. Could you do coconut oil? Because I only yeah. use coconut olive oil, or if you eat meat, I'm a big fan of tallow or um, grass-fed butter. So those are the cleanest, highest smoking point, especially grass-fed butter and tallow um, that do not, basically when you heat an oil or a fat, it turns rancid and it has, it will cause toxicity in the body. So it basically turns rancid. So I, yeah, I eat meat. And so I use tallow or grass-fed butter or ghee, coconut oil. And then I try to finish with extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. Extra virgin olive oil has been my go-to yeah. for everything because I tolerate yeah. it so well. And so I'm just, I saute with it and I, you know, I yeah. make sauce out of it and yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So since I brought up the whole immunity and inflammation thing, can you talk to us a little bit about how foods can help us with those two particular issues? Yeah. So for one thing, I mean, like we said before, everything is happens in the gut. And so if we have an unhealthy gut, I mean, when I had an unhealthy gut, I was really inflamed, overweight. I mean, weight is inflammation. My body was in pain. And so when I cleaned up my diet to help decrease the inflammation and the pain in my body, I, you know, I always, I cut out gluten, I cut out dairy, you know, caffeine causes it's, you want to focus on an alkaline diet. And so you know, coffee is acidic, alcohol is acidic, obviously processed food, certain oils and sugar. And so really cleaning up the diet and having an alkaline diet, more leafy greens and vegetables and fruits and whole grains, um, you know, oats, um, tons of protein. And that is how I bring my, bring my inflammation down. And then for immunity, it's honestly, if you're feeling, you're fueling your body with the right foods, then your immune system should automatically start to increase, right? If we're constantly under stress and we're stress eating and we stop and we get the fast food or the, the candy bar or whatever, you know, and then we're drinking at night, your immune system is going to be, be shot. And so it, it is, once you clean up your diet, the immune system already is going to improve because you're improving your gut. So some things that I add into my diet for gut health, immunity, and decreased inflammation would be bone broth, anything in the bone broth family, you know, that's got plethora of of benefits. I add a bunch of chlorella or chlorophyll to my, to my smoothies and collagen, collagen powder is really great, but you know, you could add fresh turmeric and ginger to your smoothies. That's really great for inflammation and also immunity. Um, yes. So maybe eating a raw meal a day to get some more bioavailable nutrients and enzymes from the raw uh, vegetables and fruits and seeds and nuts. Yeah. Yes. And I loved how you showed me how to, how to peel ginger. I just have to put that in there. It's one of my favorite hacks with a spoon. Yeah. Can't fight with the ginger. Yeah. So there's lots of little tricks and I have an immune boosting episode also of Halicious. Oh, I'll be checking that out after, yeah, after I rewatch this one and then make all my little notes for myself. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Gosh, something else that popped in. Oh, one of the other things that you had talked about was, was protein. And I know for whatever reason, like my body's just craving protein. Last night I was, it was like, wanting eggs so bad. So I made myself like eggs with, with broccoli and some greens and garlic and all kinds of fun stuff in it and made like an egg sandwich, um, on gluten-free bun. And, um, so, but you were talking about that there's other ways for any people who are listening, who may be vegetarian or 
not eating meat for whatever reasons, that there's other ways to get protein. Oh yeah. I mean, lentils, beans. I mean, broccoli has protein. Avocado has eight grams of protein. I mean, you get seeds and nuts and organic tempeh. And um, so when I am having like a week where I'm maybe detoxing or wanting to do plant-based, I eat a lot of like sprouted lentils, sprouted mung beans, and I cook those up tons of protein in that. Um, those are pretty much my go-to, but I mean, kale and spinach and broccoli, I mean, all of that sprouts, they're loaded with, they're loaded with protein, avocado seeds and nuts, hemp seeds. I get into a lot of hemp seeds and chia seeds for all the omegas and the plant protein. I make like hemp seed milks. You know, you can, you can, there's plenty of protein you can get from a vegan or vegetarian diet. The things where I find with some people that complain about their health being inflamed on a vegan diet is they're eating a lot of vegan fast food, vegan prepackaged processed food, which is loaded with GMOs and um, inflammatory foods um, and also inflammatory oils. You know, the Impossible Burger. I mean, I don't know how many unnatural ingredients are in the Impossible Burger um, and I'm not bashing it. And I know it makes people mad, but it's, it's, it's just, it's full of, it's full of junk. So I'd rather just eat a salad or if I was vegan. Yeah. I made a fun black bean burger and it was delicious. Exactly. So you still have to be careful watching the quality of the ingredients as a vegetarian and vegan, because there can be a lot of sneaky ingredients and all the fake and all the fake meat. So stick to, you know, whole foods. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were so excited. I told you we live on Hilton Head Island. We live in a little community and there was a waiting list for, they have a farm for for people that you get a little plot that you can grow your own food. And so we just came off the the waiting list in the last few weeks. And so, oh my gosh, every night we run to our garden and we check on our tomatoes and our community. That's so fun. Yeah, I know. So now we call ourselves farmers. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's a dream. Yeah. How, how satisfying feeling that is to be able to grow your own food. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah, we're really, really super excited. Even the teenager yeah. is is excited okay. to to be involved in it. So okay. yeah, <laughs> I love it. So you have a recent book uh, that you've written, and it's it's at the printers right now, right? At the printers, it, this book has been a three year um, in progress, and then COVID hit, and of course, you know the world of delays. But it's called "Sexy Nourishing Food to Fuel Your Mind, Body, and Soul," and the book is ninety percent. Uh, plant-based. I have one chapter that's called fish, bison, and eggs. Cause that's the protein I eat. And I love protein. I eat a ton of protein, but I feel like we don't eat enough um, vegetables and we don't get enough fiber in our diet. I think this statistic is 2% of Americans eat enough fiber. So I wanted to show how sexy vegetables are. So there's a lot of elixirs and smoothies and smoothie bowls. And then I have sweet treats and salads and um, entrees. And so that's coming out. And it's that first book was inspired when I first started my health journey of cleaning up my diet. And my first restaurant, the Source Cafe in Hermosa Beach, I opened up 10 years ago. There are some recipes um, from that restaurant in in that book. So yeah, it is at the printer. Um, There's pre-sale is still going on on my website. So I'm very excited. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, yes, I'll definitely be checking that out as well. Uh, And so- Explain to me what an elixir is. I've never had one. I don't know what it is. This healthy eating thing is all new to me in the past <laughs> year and a half. So elixirs are more concentrated and they have more, I guess, of a medicinal benefit. So a lot of times you'll see like a little shot, elixir shot that might be um, 
more of a concentrate of say like the reishi mushroom and chaga and lion's mane, and maybe it will have some adaptogens in it and you take a shot of it. And it's not, sometimes they're not as tasty or like I use a lot of essential oils in my elixirs. So they're more of like um, medicinal elixirs are versus like a juice or a smoothie. I mean, they're all medicinal, but it's usually compacted in. Yeah. For a certain health benefit. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, What was the other thing that, oh, there was something else that I wanted to ask. Oh, so, so talk to us about the, the spiritual component of, of the work that you're doing. Sure. Yeah. I started my spiritual journey um, about 11 years ago when I opened up my first restaurant and I started to clean up my diet and was cleaning up the way that I looked at food. And with that, I created a spiritual practice. And so meditation is a non-negotiable that I do every day and affirmations and visualizations and gratitude lists. And I always teach my staff, like when we come in, you know, we put, when we're cooking, we put a lot of our energy into the food. And so it's really important. I mean, I've gone out to eat before where I've eaten food and it's like, this is good, but I, there's somebody is angry in that kitchen. So it's really important to leave our crap at the door, come in and really know that we're making a difference in people's lives through the food that we're creating and serving every day. And so putting a lot of love into the food, but there's so much intention and integrity into the food we make also. Um, and so that's been a really big part of, instead of slopping something together, like I did in my early years, like I really take, okay, I'm going to soak the lentils. They're going to sprout. Then I'm going to cook them. I might add a little kefir. Like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And sometimes I'll meditate or do breath work when I want to have a menu change or I need inspiration or, um, we say gratitude list at my gratitude at my restaurants and I feng shui my restaurants and I sage and I bless it. And I do all these things to really create a space, um, for my customers, but also for my employees. Yeah. And oh my gosh. I love it. Tastes better. The food tastes better. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, I need to come. I need to come out to California just yes. so I can try it And out. I've had people come in and say, oh my gosh, you can like taste the love. You can feel the love that you put into the food, right? Like it, it makes a difference. So it feels, yeah, it feels good. I love it. And I love what you're doing. I, I've started, I had read somewhere or heard it on a podcast or something about, um, when I sit down just to take that pause before I dive into the food and to give gratitude. And so it's like, you know, thank you chicken for providing me these eggs and thank you farmer and that type of, yeah, it's beautiful. And it really does. I don't know. It makes me appreciate the food. Yeah. I try to sit down. I don't do it all the time because as a chef, we're always running around shoving food in our face, but yeah, when I'm at home, I sit down and I'll put my hands. Thank you, Bison, for sacrificing your life for me. And the, at least like being very grateful for the food. Yeah. Yeah. Blessing and it, it. really, it, well, I think just living a life of gratitude anyway causes yeah. such a shift in us. 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Um, so is there anything specific that you wanted to uh, address with the audience today? Well, if anyone's listening and wants to make a change for their health and they want to, you know, if they're feeling discouraged with their body or their food, or they're not feeling great, I always say that the first thing to do when you want to take control of your health is you have to start preparing your own food. Um, And so one of my big topics I love to teach is about meal prepping and cooking, cooking your own food, because it is so hard, unfortunately, to you know, if somebody says, oh, okay, I'm feeling overweight and inflamed, my body's in pain. I'm having gut stuff. I think I have some food allergies. If you eat out three, four days a week, or you're at the whole food, you know, prepared food bar, 
it's going to be really hard because unfortunately you don't, you can't be in control of the quality of the ingredients of every little thing that you put into your mouth, unless you have a restaurant like I do. Right. Um, and so starting to really find the willingness and the drive to be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to start to prepare. I'll start with snacks. You know, I'm going to have snacks at the house for myself instead of just stopping and grabbing that random, whatever from Starbucks, or I'm going to prepare, I'm going to have like hard boiled eggs and I don't know, some roasted fish and like start with one meal or, or, and, and also the second part of that is starting to plan, you know, we're going, coming into the holidays, the energy right now is moving very, very quickly. You know, people are overwhelmed. There's a high level, you know, I can feel some, some stress in the air collectively and being a, an, a stress eater, emotional eater and old disordered eater, you know, for me, I have to plan my food. And so that's another big thing of, going and just protecting yourself. It's like, if you know, you have a busy, stressful day, like make some, some of the almond balls I have on the website. I mean, there's tons of chefs that you can get, but like throw a snack in your purse or pack that lunch just in case. Right. Because there's a lot of people say, no, you don't understand. I eat out like twice a day. It's like, we'll pack one of your meals. So it's planned and it takes a lot of time. Y'all I know if you're listening, like meal prepping and planning, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a commitment like going to the gym and taking that hour for yourself at the gym or making the commitment to meditate or making the commitment to drink eight plus glasses of water a day, right? These are all things. And so if you're wanting to make a change in your health, and I talk a lot about it in my cooking show, Holicious, I do demo beautiful food in every um, episode, but I also share my holistic and spiritual practices that are all free. So I always say for me that, yes, I take, I'm, healing my relationship with food, but without a spiritual practice, that's also another thing. It goes hand in hand. I need to wake up and have a meditation practice, a gratitude list, set myself up for the day. I need to choose to live in faith and not in fear, because if I'm anxious and overwhelmed and in fear starting my day, what do you think my food choices are going to do? It's going to basically match the vibration of my nervous system, right? I'm going to grab that thing that doesn't really make me feel that great or have that extra cup of matcha or coffee when I didn't need it versus if I can ground myself, even fake it till I make it, it's like, okay, I'm ready for this day. Now I'm able to fuel and nourish my body with the right food. So it's, yeah, like it's, and I talk a lot each episode. I like talk about meditation and then visualization and then affirmations. And I do like a goddess dance and screaming and shaking my body. And there are all these things, getting outside, grounding, earthing. So it's teeny things that, that you can, that you can do and starting to also notice really listening to your body. It's like, Oh, every time I eat gluten or cheese, I get a stomach ache. Well, maybe start a food journal or every time I have those certain types of nuts or that food, like it makes my stomach hurt. And then you can start to take the foods that don't make you feel good. Yeah. So that was a lot, but that's, Oh, I love it. And I was, I was saying yay and amen to all of the above, especially all the, the practices that you do, because Again, I implement so many of those um, and wow, just again, so healing. So kudos to you. Uh, One of the things you did talk about, um, and again, it just popped up into my head, uh, is salt and acid. You said those are like two key ingredients, right? Of of a good meal. So I know I've been adding a pinch of organic pink Himalayan salt to my water to help with electrolytes. Cause that oh, was nice. my yeah. electrolytes were crazy out of whack with this mold. Yes. Um, so yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. The salt and the acid, I almost wanted to write a book when, um, one day about that, but it really, you don't have to overcomplicate when you're cooking in the kitchen. If you have a piece of protein and a vegetable, 
choose an acid and choose a salt. What would an acid be? Orange. Orange juice is one of my favorite acids to use. Apple cider vinegar, sherry, probably sherry and orange is my favorite. Lemon. You need some good salt. If you go into a restaurant, you're like, God, this is so bland. If you literally ask for a little salt and some lemon, I guarantee you that savory dish would pop. So some people are like, God, I just can't get the flavor right. There's like 500 spices and herbs. It's like, you just need the right acid and salt. So there's, I use pink Himalayan sea salt or Celtic gray salt. And my favorite acids are apple cider vinegar, sherry, and orange. And sometimes, yeah. And it literally, I make this meat dish where it's a chuck roast and I put lemon and a little sherry and salt and I cover it for three hours and it's so tender and I cook it in like water sometimes. And it just, it's amazing. You don't really need anything besides acid and salt. When you're in a rush, like roast some carrots, drizzle a little olive oil, squeeze a little orange and a pinch of salt done. You don't need like a sauce. And I mean, you can, but that's the fast way. Yeah. Right. And I love that you say that. I love you bring that up because so many people get really scared. I know I was one of them about like, cooking like oh my gosh you know I don't know what my mom was a gourmet cook she ran a little catering company and I was always like oh I can't cook like my mom yeah yeah, (laughs) and it's it's scary but the other night we got the instapot out and and grabbed a little pork tenderloin and I well I have I'm limited on what I can eat with histamine intolerance so I can't do apple cider vinegar right now but I was like oh we have these apples here so I chopped up some apples because I was like it'll still give the sweetness yeah and so, and anyway, I was just learning to exchange things and try yes. things and it's just go. fun. Yeah. That is fun. I'm glad you said that because I always teach, like, don't take yourself too seriously in the kitchen. I mean, some of my best mistakes, some of my best creations, I always say they're called happy accidents. I can't tell you how many menu items make it on both of my restaurants menu I, menu out of something I thought I was about to throw away. And then I'll taste it and be like, oh my gosh. And I have something on there right now. that's like famous. And I, it was about to be in the trash. So like. <laughs> substitute stuff. Like don't get, you know, I'll have friends that call me, Oh, it calls for time, but I only have rosemary. It's like, don't, don't freak out. Like add different herbs, add even like the carrot, some carrot tops, or if you don't have sherry vinegar, use red wine vinegar, use juice of a lemon. So yeah, it's just like figuring it out, subbing and not being afraid to, to make mistakes because you never know what you're going to create from that mistake. Yes. Well, yeah. and it turned out delicious. I'm just saying, I yeah. was like, wow. All right. Yeah. We, I couldn't yeah. use half the ingredients, but it's still yeah. amazing. Yeah. But we put water in instead of whatever it had called. Exactly. It you like, don't really need, I mean, it's literally water, salt, apples. Like it's don't ever complicated it. Yeah. Right. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, again, um, this has just been such a joy to have you on Thank and you. how do people connect with you? So I, on Instagram, I'm Chef Amber LA and I have a website, chefamber.com and you can see links to my show, Holicious and pre-order for my cookbook and tons of healthy tips and recipes. And then I have another book called Hungry, Why Effing Eat. It's about my relationship with food and that's coming out in the beginning of 2022. And I also coach Uh, mostly women on how to have a healthy relationship with food and body and Halicious. You can check that out um, through YouTube. There are free episodes. There's 10 episodes season one. And um, I always love connecting with people. So if anybody ever has a question from something on the podcast, they can DM me on Instagram and yeah, that's, that's me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, again, I say everybody, you need to go check out the Holicious on YouTube because, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm just, uh, again, a big fan. I, and I'm only through episode one, so. <laughs> yeah, and if you're listening and you're in Southern California, you can come visit me in Manhattan Beach or Hermosa Beach. I have two restaurants, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. All right, well, thank you again for, for joining you. me today yeah, and sharing your healing insights. So. Thanks so much. All right, well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, thanks for again being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.